0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Dairyland Talk where today we'll talk about the Milwaukee Brewers and the upcoming offseason. It could be a very big one for the crew as they try and reload and restart and build where they left off with their NLCS berth last year. My name is Mike Wendland. Joining me today is Sam Brom, as we will be every week. And Sam, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk some Brewers baseball, and I'm excited for this offseason coming our way.
0: I agree with you 100%. And we'll get started with the awards that are going on right now. Uh, Most of them have been announced already. Rookie of the Year was on Monday night. Uh, We're recording this on a Tuesday night. And announced not too long ago was the American and National League Manager of the Year Award. And in the National League, Craig Council, who was seen by a lot of people as the favorite, did not get the award. That went to Brian Snicker of the Atlanta Braves. Craig Council came in second place. He actually didn't even appear on a Chicago Writers' Ballot, who had Joe Madden first. But uh, Council, uh, for the another second-place finish for Manager of the Year, and the Brewers continued to get shut out of the awards with the exception of Kristen Yelich's Silver Slugger. And it's, it's a disappointing award season so far. Yelich is still the favorite for the MVP. But the Brewers are the most part... They're being shut out. And yeah, I think that's going to put a little bit of a chip on their shoulder heading into 2019.
1: Yeah, but I think that's... I don't want to jinx anything, but I think that's going to come... That's going to change on... I believe it's Wednesday or Thursday for the MVP award. But honestly, I think Snitger deserved it. Everyone was surprised that the Braves would do this good and win the division. But... I think it was a good close race and Snicker deserves everything that has happened to him right now.
0: No, I agree. I think Snicker was also a very deserving choice. I would have loved to uh, for Craig to have gotten it. Of course, if anyone had to do it, it, I think it would have been it had to have been Snicker or Craig. Uh, I, as much as I like Bud Black, I don't think he had too much of a of a chance at the award. But Craig Council coming in second place. Of course, like you said, Yaluch, is the favorite for the MVP. He does have the silver slugger. And the Brewers look to be adding one more trophy to their mantle in just a couple of days. But with that being said, we'll move on to projecting the offseason a little bit. The Brewers have a lot of decisions to make as far as uh, free agents, uh, arbitration eligible guys, maybe some non-tender candidates. So, uh, let's just kind of jump in. Um, I'll be using a lot of the pr- primer that our, our fellow Brewer fan-sided affiliate reviewing the, bu- re- reviewing the Brew did. They broke down pretty well, so I'll just go through their list. And so, Sam, we'll start with the unrestricted free agents. These guys have uh, are moving on to free agency, and we got to think about whether we want to bring them back. Uh, there's three pitchers, an outfielder, and a catcher on this list. So we'll start with the the two starting pitchers. So what's your thoughts on Gio Gonzalez and bringing him back?
1: Gio Gonzalez, I can't see it happening just because though, with his success, it could be a change of scenery. But I think the success had a lot to do with uh, Derek Johnson, who is now gone. So it may be, I don't think it'd be the best idea. I think they want to stick with, like, a younger core in the starting rotation, maybe add a veteran, but I don't think he'd be the one to do it just with his shaky seasons he's had in the past.
0: I agree. I think he was a great rental to bring in. I also helped him get away from uh, a a disappointing prospect that ended up going over to the other side as well in the trade. And I think he did his job, he did a good job, and it is time to move on from Gio, and I wish him the best wherever he goes. On the other side, there's another pitcher who is a bounce-back guy who did a very good job, and that's Wade Miley. And that's this might be the toughest ridge choice the team has to make.
1: Yeah, I think Wade Miley, I, it seems like it's a 50-50 chance he'll come back. Wade Miley had an unbelievable season. Maybe comeback player of the year candidate. There are some better candidates. But he's in the running. Just He fixed everything with his mechanics, throwing the cutter more. And it turned out to be a great season, but I hope he comes back. He'd be a great addition to the rotation, but it doesn't seem, there's, again, it's like a 50-50 chance it'll happen.
0: Yeah, I'd probably put a little more than 50-50 just because the the having in that extra veteran and also a lefty I think would help a lot. Uh, also, yeah, I want to factor in also the, the departure of Derek Johnson because he was the one who uh, made the most work with Miley, uh, helping him refine his mechanics get the confidence to throw that cutter a bit more but it'll be interesting to see I, I'd like to see Miley back but I also think he may have priced himself out of Milwaukee with how strong he was especially in the postseason and the third pitcher uh, Dan Jennings a reliever uh, this is another one where he got kind of, I thought he kind of got kind of a bad rap he was a good dependable bullpen guy I think he may have led the team in appearances he you know, he could go in a week, day in, day out, and he wouldn't lose you a game. He wouldn't win you a game either, but he would. He was always there. He was a steady player and a good presence to have. And I think uh, a, an inning-eater lefty in the bullpen like that could be very useful.
1: Yeah, lefty depth is something that the Brewers have been lacking a little bit in the bullpen. Of course, you have Hayter and possibly Cedeno, but... He would be a good addition back to the Brewers bullpen, throwing, he'd be put in in Council's signature matchup spots. He he had some success, but then he had some downfalls with that. But I think we could see him in a Brewers uniform next season.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think at the very least he'll get an invite to spring training. So moving from the pitchers to the guy who was receiving them for the most part of the second half of last year, and that's, Old man Eric Kratz, uh, the breakout here of the NLDS he had his struggles hitting in the in the NLCS, but for a a midseason trade, he worked out very very well. He really gelled with the team and gelled with the pitching staff, specifically Yuli Shasin. And I wonder if they'll think about bringing him back. If not as a player, potentially maybe as a potential coach or like what's or like the Stephen Volt role that he had.
1: Yeah, just that veteran. That veteran in the clubhouse is very like underrated in a sense. It makes a huge impact on the team. I cannot see him being a player, but if he decides to retire, I think he will be back with the team, like what you said, in that Steven Vogt role, just helping pitchers and helping catchers, helping those young players grow and be ready for whatever comes their way in the majors.
0: And speaking of Steven Vogt, he did elect for agency, so it remains to see whether we'll see him in spring training or not. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and bring him back. He seemed to really enjoy it in Milwaukee. But the last guy who is an uh, a pending free agent that we need to talk about would be Curtis Granderson, who came in, was a another great clubhouse guy in the outfield. He took all, some good playing time away from uh, Keon Broxton, Domingo Santana, and Ryan Braun later in the year, and he became a very important member of the postseason roster, just giving that extra depth, and also a guy who has been to the postseason quite a few times in his long career, But he's another guy where I cannot see him coming back with the Brewers' depth in the outfield.
1: Yeah, there's so many guys that can go into those outfield spots, it doesn't seem likely. But once he entered the Brewers' lineup in pitch and in pinch hit situations, it's not like he would get hits, but he would always get on with walks, and his on-base percentage would just go way up. And it really helped the team in those clutch situations. But it doesn't seem likely. That'll come back.
0: No, I agree. So I think yeah, the best bets I think would be Miley or Jennings, and maybe Kratz to come in. Gonzalez and Granderson, I think they were their one month rentals, and we wish them the best wherever they move on from here. And so, and then moving on to guys who had contract options, uh, Joaquin Soria, Mike Moussakis, and Jordan Miles all either declined or had their options declined, so they are all in free agency. Did any of those surprise you that the whether it's the Brewers declining Jordan Lyles or Moose or, and Soria uh, electing free agency, were any of those shocking to you?
1: Not really. I mean, Moose we were kind of expecting that. Soria, it was a little of a surprise because it was kind of questionable what they were going to do in that situation. But Lyles, it's not like he could make a huge impact if they sign him back going into next season, but it's not like he made a huge impact besides scoring the winning run in the 15th inning against the Pirates.
0: Yeah, I, I would say I was surprised a bit by Lyles, because I think he's he could be a valuable multi-inning right-hander guy. Kind of look what he saw from Junior Guerra in the playoffs. I think Lyles could be that guy as well, just a younger version. So I wonder if they'll try and bring him back, potentially. But either way, they, I think they also needed to free up that 40-man spot to bring up some, uh, or at least to add some of those guys who they got to protect from the Rule 5 draft, which... For a small team like the Brewers, you can't overlook how important that could be. But they did pick up the option of Jeremy Jeffress, which I no surprise there. Jeffress was absolutely stellar. Uh, He's only going to be making $3.175 million next year, so Brewers got a steal with bringing back Jeremy Jeffress.
1: Yeah, Jeremy Jeffress, there's something about Milwaukee that helps him. Maybe the issues that he had in the past, and he the Milwaukee always gave him a chance, but he's always been special. Besides what happened in the playoffs, he'll be a great bullpen piece. He'll possibly close and throw meaningful innings, late innings. He may even throw multiple innings if needed.
0: I agree. And so moving on from that, well, there's 12 guys who are eligible for arbitration. Actually, 11 now with the Steven Vogt going to free agency. And we have a uh, numbers, projections here, courtesy of roster resource for those guys. So I'll I'll, I'll name these guys and their numbers, and let's just kind of go quickly about whether we think the Brewers will actually offer them arbitration, and if they do, whether it'll be for this price. And we'll start with Junior Guerra. His projection is $2.7 million. Do you see the Brewers offering that much for, for Junior?
1: It wouldn't surprise me because, like we said last week, meaningful bullpen innings like what he did in the playoffs, he'll do that. I can see him doing that in 2019 and maybe even, like, make an impact in the rotation if things go south. But I can see Guerra making that much, and I wouldn't be surprised if he makes an impact in 2019.
0: Yeah, I I think it's interesting. I'm not sure just because of the price. They might try and make a lower number and try and get him to agree or it goes to a hearing, but... I, I do think he'll, at the very least, probably get an invite back to spring. Uh, keeping with the pitching theme, Corey Kniebel is going to get a hefty raise this year after his strong uh, late-season run. The projection number for him is $4.9 million, and I can't see any way that the Brewers don't offer him that.
1: Yeah, Canable he had his downfalls last season, but after he came back from his minor league stint, everything was going for him, and... I I think he's going to keep that going going into 2019, becoming his all star self again, throwing strikes, getting that curveball over, and just throwing heat.
0: I agree. And then going into the outfield, Domingo Santana's number is projected to be about two million dollars. Again, I see no reason why that won't be won't be uh, involved there, and to the point where he may even they may they may give him arbitration just to give him a, a potentially trade bait for Domingo, but I do think he is back, especially if it's only a $2 million price tag.
1: For sure. I believe that people may think that 2017 was a fluke, just be, but after his 2018 and he wasn't even close to what he was doing, but 2019 will be something special. He'll make a big impact on the team, and that may move Braun out of the picture, but everything's going to work out for him. I can see it, and with the money... I think it'll be good for him to make that much.
0: No, I think so as well. Uh, then, behind the plate, Manny Pena, $1.8 Again, I don't think there's any surprises there.
1: Yeah, you got to bring him back. For that much, that's a perfect amount. Great defender, and he can't. his bat will start coming if he gets the opportunities.
0: Not to mention also a gold glove finalist behind the plate. Uh, back onto the mound, Zach Davies at 2.4 million. I think another guy. It's a pretty no-brainer pickup. Uh, another guy where you can use him as a potential trade bait, or he can be one of the veteran bedrocks of the rotation for the early portions of next year as well. And at 2.4, that's a pretty pretty good deal for a guy who's won 17 games in previous seasons.
1: Yeah, that's a cheap price, and with all the pitchers, it will just add even more depth, which Starnes and Council love, and it adds more competition. But he's still – I believe that he can still have success in major leagues. So, yeah.
0: Then Tyler Saladino for $1 million. It's a cheap price, but I'm torn because they have enough middle infielders, I think, already, especially with a guy we'll probably talk about in a little bit. And I think he might be not offered just to free up a 40-man spot. I think this, uh, the Salad man did his job, did it pretty solidly, but that injury midseason kind of really slowed down his momentum. And now he's been become kind of a redundant piece on a pretty good infield.
1: Yeah, Saladino, it, I just can't see it happening. Just the infield. There's so like what you said. There's so much depth up the middle, and his bat started off going really well. He was a, great in those clutch situations, even in the even in uh, the playoffs. He didn't do. No, he wasn't in the playoffs. My bad. But um great part of the team but it doesn't seem likely but i think he'll be with maybe a rebuilding team or something like that
0: uh and in the same vein though, probably the better version of salino Aaron perez his number is 2.7 and i think that's another no-brainer uh he's been a valuable utility guy council really likes what he brings to the team and and he's really been one of the more underrated clubhouse presences Uh, among the Brewers. I think he's a guy who who, with the energy and just the enthusiasm he brings, 2.7 is a good price for a good utility guy like Aaron.
1: I believe so too. I was just going to say that great clubhouse guy keeps the dugout loose and of course he can play just about every position first, second, third, short, outfield and if you need him to he can pitch but great guy, great player and I think he'll be back in a Brewers uniform.
0: And then Talk about versatility. Travis Shaw is also arbitration eligible. He's going to get a hefty raise. His projected number is $5.1 million. And again, that's an absolute no-brainer. You bring him back. I would think about offering him an extension, too. You, I want to keep him in Milwaukee long-term.
1: No doubt about it. He's a younger guy, and he's a fan favorite. He can play first, first, third, and if you need him to, we saw. We could see he could play second base, and next year... I think it's a good comeback year for him. A little more power and maybe hitting for average. Great lefty bat in the lineup, though.
0: I think, yeah, we both agree the mayor will be reelected for 2019. And then uh, the pitching staff, you have Xavier Cedeno at 1.5. That's an iffy one because his playoff run was not good to say the least in the NLCS. And then also Jimmy Nelson at 3.7. I mean, Jimmy will be back. He's he could be very well be the ace of this team next year. I think we can both agree that he is not going anywhere, but Sedaniel is the interesting one at
1: 1.5. Yeah, sedanio had a good good run in Chicago, traded for him, and just he showed some stuff in the start of his tenure with the Brewers, but then it just started going downhill and I don't think he can he'll make a big impact in the bullpen for the Brewers just with that cutter slider mix and he, because he seems very inconsistent when it comes to that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then here comes the big one, the one that's going to cause all the controversy, Jonathan Scope. The projection right now is $10.1 million. I know a lot of people want them to move on from that, whether it's via trade, via just non-tender, release, whatever. I'm still the opposite. I am still a big believer in what Scope can do. He's a very good defensive second baseman, very underrated defensive second baseman, and one of the very best at turning double plays. And we saw that he can hit when he was in Baltimore. And yes, his run in Milwaukee was not good the, for, for his, the two months he was here. But I think the talent he's shown and the ability that he's shown, I think giving him this offseason to kind of reset, I think the, the sky is still the limit for scope. And I would love to see him back in Milwaukee next year, even if it is at a pretty big price tag. I don't
1: think the price... Matters. I don't care how high it is. I don't care how low it is. I just want him back because 2017 was an unbelievable season, and I've seen it with that his power is still there. It may be just batting practice, but when I was watching him, he was just hitting bombs to left, to center, to right. That power is still there, and I think he can. He still has that, and he'll make a huge impact with the Brewers. And honestly. If they non-tender him, it will be a huge mistake.
0: No, I agree. I think he's a guy where I think you bring him back and give him give him a second base job. He's good with everyday at-bats. And I really hope that we do see him back in Milwaukee at the very least just to, to give him a chance to redeem himself a little bit. And so a couple late ones to think about would be the Rule 5 draft because that's coming up in a little bit. And the Brewers have some guys who probably need to be protected. Otherwise, the team's going to take a chance on them. Uh, the biggest one right now would be probably Troy Stokes, who is currently rated the number 15 prospect, had a big year in A as a power-hitting outfielder, very much like Chris Davis was in his tenure in Milwaukee, along with uh, Jake Gatewood, who's coming off an ACL injury, but he was a very solid player at first at, the, at first base in A as well to go along with pitchers, Trace Supak and Cody Ponce are the ones you got to think about protecting another guy also in double-A on that loaded Biloxi Shuckers team. Among those four, is there any of those guys you think about not protecting and, and letting him go through Rule 5?
1: Honestly, I think it doesn't seem likely out of the four for Cody Ponce. He didn't show as much potential as I hoped he would in double-A. So I ju- it just doesn't seem likely out of the four, to be honest.
0: Fair enough. And then other guys that you got to be thinking about would be guys like Bubba Derby, uh, Phil Bickford, Nathan Kirby, and uh, Quentin Torres-Costa, who is going to be gone all next year with Tommy John surgery. But he's a guy where I can see a team taking a chance to try and stash him on the DL for a year. So, yeah, I think he'll be up on the 40-man. Bickford still was a prime prospect with the Giants before they got in the Will Smith trade. But another guy coming with injury problems, Nathan Kirby coming off Tommy John problems, and Bubba Derby, who seems to be just a solid middle reliever type guy, like a Dan Jennings type player. Would any of those guys you think were going to be added to the forty man before Rule Five?
1: I think Quentin Torres Costa. What he did in AAA was really special. I was one of I was one of the guys in the small group that was rooting for Quentin Torres Costa to take that step up and get called up to the majors, and I was. Very disappointed and sad when saw he was having Tommy John surgery, but I think they'll take that chance and make sure he stays with the club.
0: No, I agree, and I think there, I think there's still hope for. I think people like, I think they like Nathan Kirby. Uh, I think there's a chance he'll get protected because I think another team will think because he was pretty. A lot of people saw him as pro ready when he was drafted, but it all depends on how the rest of the roster shakes up. But the one to keep an eye on for me is going to be uh, uh, Trey Supak, because I think he's a guy who could be a good starting pitcher. And then Jake Gatewood, I think, has to be protected as well. I think he could be another good power bat to have in that lineup within the next couple of seasons. But either way, if if those are your only Rule 5 guys you need to really worry about, I think that's a very good thing, especially after they brought up Tyrone Taylor already to the 40-man as well. So I think we can both agree that Brewers are in very good shape if they make the right moves this offseason and... There's not too many tough decisions at this point right now, but it all depends on what they do these next two weeks.
1: For sure, the even after the like trades, like most importantly the Yelich trade, they have so much depth in in the minor leagues. There's just some small decisions, of course, that they have to make. Small, I mean, just few, but they are big decisions. That they need to make, but there's a lot of depth and a lot of potential guys that could come up to Triple A and then the majors.
0: Absolutely agree. And so, as we sign off for now, for stay tuned next week as we'll talk about some potential trade bait or free agents that we could be thinking about for the Brewers. There's plenty of guys out there that could be brought in for the right price or for the right group of prospects. So stay tuned for that. But right now, there's a quick rundown of the Rule Five prospects, arbitration eligible. Options and uh, free agents to be for the Brewers as the offseason now fully underway. Awards are being announced uh, currently this week already. Again, stay tuned for the hopeful MVP award for Christian Yelich. So, Sam, I'll ask you where can people find you and what are you writing about?
1: Right now, you can find me at World of Wisconsin Sports at, or my personal account at Brom 2 And also, I'm writing for Dairyland Express, of course. And right now, I'm just writing. Uh, about Brewers off season and guys the Brewers could you could see the Brewers picking up
0: absolutely of course you can find me as well at Mike Wentland on Twitter I'm writing for Dairyland Express and PackersTalk.com I'm currently working on an article for Badgers hockey so stay tuned for that hopefully in the next few days also follow Dairyland Express on Twitter at Dairyland Express so Dairyland then Express so no e in the beginning of that all in one word We'll bring you the latest articles and news around the state of Wisconsin for Badgers, Brewers, Bucks, Packers, as well as any other random sports throughout the state as well. So until next time, this has been a great episode of Dairyland Talk. Stay tuned, of course, for the rest of this week for more talk on the Packers, Bucks, Badgers, and more on Dairyland Express. See you.